0: Sex is a gift exclusively given to you and your mate. Um, It's not always easy to have those romantic encounters. It takes some intentionality, but it's worth the effort. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife Erin. They lead the Focus Marriage team. And Greg, what have you found are some of the more common uh, sexual struggles in men versus, say, like women? How how do those compare and contrast? I think in a very general sense that for husbands, sex is usually a way to feel connected. So we may be exhausted, we may be stressed, there may be things going on in our life, maybe we're disconnected, you know, relationally. Well, the act of sex is what connects us. And and that can then create a real mismatch in desire or even frequency with our wife because I think it, mm-hmm. it, it, it can be very different for women.
1: Well, because it's the exact opposite stereotypically, which means like 80-20 rule, 80% of the time it's true that emotional connection for a woman leads to the desire for sex. And so you think about Women, I, I, gosh, I think of so many of the young moms that are in my office throughout the week and they are exhausted and they're anxious. And uh, you know that leads to this lack of emotional intimacy, and then thus a lack of the desire for sex. So it just plays out in kind of the opposite direction.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and conclude with that as a background. Uh, a conversation we had with Deborah Fileta. She's a counselor, a writer, a podcaster, and Gary Thomas. He's a thinker, a teacher. Um, he really writes so well. Uh, Deborah and Gary joined Jim Daly and me in the studio and offered some helpful perspectives. On sex in marriage,
2: Deborah, let me ask you a common thing that I hear is you know that idea that women's brains are so interconnected that you could be multitasking, thinking about a variety of things, and even with intimacy, you know you're thinking about the list, what you got to get, mm. what you got to do, and that could be a big distraction. I mean, Jean and I have laughed about that, and we use it humorously at times, but it's you don't want to hear about the grocery list when you're having sex. <laughs> so.
3: It's so true. I don't think we realize the power of the brain. I mean, I would go as far as to call it the number one sexual organ because so much of how our body responds starts with what we're thinking about. And I, I'm i in that same category, you know, thinking of the mm. what the kids need and the grocery list and all of those to-dos that can consume your mind. And this is where the power of thought stopping comes in handy. And what I mean by that is in counseling, you teach people how to to control your thoughts it's literally like changing the channel on the TV you stop thinking about one thing and then you replace it with something else and in this context we replace it with thoughts about our spouse how good they are, what they mean to us. We replace it with thoughts about the current experience, what we're enjoying, the pleasure that we're receiving. And when you begin to change the way that your thoughts are going, your body starts responding as well. So, so it's being really, in the moment. Being in mm. the moment. It's a really powerful tool to enhance your sex life.
2: For the woman that might struggle with that, you know, it's just, I know that I hear what you're saying, Deborah, it's good. I struggle doing it because I can't get to the other channel. What are some things that she can do to trigger her ability to be in the moment?
3: You know, this is like a muscle. It takes practice. It's going to take time and time again of choosing to start thinking about something different. I'm going to direct my thoughts rather than let them direct me. Mm-hmm. And many times if, you know, before a sexual experience with your spouse, you could write down the things that you need to do to get them off your mind. You can deal with some of that stuff. You can share it with your spouse beforehand. Hey, I'm going to need help with this area or that area so that you can clear your mind, get all of those distractions out of the way and be able to focus on the moment.
2: Yeah, that's a great example of how to do that. Thank you. Gary, in the book you use the term, in Gedi sex. I've been to Israel, so that idea of in Gedi is interesting because it's this oasis out in the middle right. of a bone-dry yeah. desert.
4: Yeah. The yeah. well, Song of Songs 114 says this, my beloved is to me a cluster of henna blossoms from the vineyards of Engedi. Gedi. And he's referring to that oasis on the western shore of the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea's a famous wasteland But in Getty is this oasis that makes living in a desert manageable, and often life feels that way. Whether you're raising young kids, whether you're at a later stage in life, whether you're facing grief or whatnot, sex can be this oasis that doesn't make the desert go away, but it gives you strength and refreshment so that you can keep walking through the desert with each other. One of the stories we shared was a husband whose heart was set on getting a job with the railroad. His grandfather had worked for the railroad. It's Growing up as a boy, it's what he wanted to do. And the interviews just weren't going very well at all. And he was traveling around the country, trying to get one wherever he could. And one, he was immediately brushed off and it broke his heart. He walked into the hotel room. His wife was there expectantly as my husband, and she just immediately saw from his face that he was crushed. You know, his dream was dead. And she went up to him and this was just so beautiful. She didn't even have to ask him. She just started kissing him. She said, this is your loss. You're a good man. You're a hard worker. And she just started undressing him and she was kissing him and it became more active. And it was this incredible experience where she said, this is where in the midst of this desert, I can use this gift of physical intimacy to help Mm -hmm. heal him from this. And she said in a very special way, she goes, that's when we conceived our first child (laughs) that night. Now go forward a few years, the same couple, she had gone through seminary. She's trying to get a job at a church and she's traveling around. And she was now the one that was being rejected. And one interview hadn't gone so well. And they went back to the hotel room and her husband did the same thing for her. You're beautiful. You're valuable. You have so much to share. It's their loss. They ended up having sex. And that's when their second child was conceived. And so sex won't make everything better, but it does give us refreshment as we go through the disappointments of life, the frustrations of life. It's a special gift that only we can give to our spouse. And so visit and getty as often as you can to encourage each other, to build each other back up, because we do live in a world that's often hostile to us individually, to our marriage, and to our family.
0: Hey, Erin, so in the last episode, you mentioned some stats about what you called sexless marriages. What about that situation where um, one partner really is willing to engage, happy to, wants to, in fact, but the other says no or just totally uh, dismisses? Mm
1: -hmm. This tends to be the number one presenting problem with couples around sex, Hmm. that one has a greater desire than the other. And, you know, again, the problem becomes even greater when they when couples don't talk about it so we begin drawing these negative conclusions about our spouse about what's going on we're blaming we're criticizing you know I want to have sex they just don't and um, they won't and on and on and it's interesting as I've worked with couples around this oftentimes there's something deeper going on and so it's exploring what is going on? Did the other spouse experience you know early sexual trauma? are there hormone issues? Is there exhaustion? But even deeper, what I tend to see is there's something going on in the relationship hmm. you know is there is one feeling rejected? is one feeling disconnected? Just the overall marital system is influencing this picture, and so that's what's helpful to go in and see a licensed Christian counselor and dig in. Because maybe even they can help you have that conversation around what is going on. I desire sex more than my husband does. What's going on with me, with him? And it might even be that the one who's desiring sex more Um, is attributing a value to sex that God didn't create sex to carry. I love our friend Dr. Julie Slattery talks about, why did God make us sexual human beings? Mm. And so often when I ask a couple that, you know, why? Was it simply for pleasure? Was it for mutual pleasure? Was it for, you know, what? And so often it becomes skewed, as the world has done with sex. Mm -hmm. The enemy has skewed sex in general. So it's just looking at all those different aspects, and I'm certain there's more that could be addressed.
0: Sure. Yeah, and we have resources online for you. Um, There are a number of things on the marriage website for focus that um, I know will be helpful to you. Also, we can connect you with a counselor because this is something that if if there's a kind of a standoff if if you're not engaging in sexuality regularly maybe you should see a counselor and we have a great team of Christian counselors here that can have a phone consult with you and then they can connect you with somebody in your area to have ongoing conversations uh, so please know that donors make it possible for those uh, counselors to give you a call back it's a free service and uh, we would be honored if you would trust us with that and uh, make the phone call it's 800 the letter a and the word family We'll have further details online. And the book written by Gary Thomas and Deborah Faleta is a terrific resource. It's called Married Sex. Uh, you'll hear much of the wisdom that has been expressed in the past couple of episodes, and uh, we're making that available to you when you make a one-time gift or, if you can, a monthly pledge of any amount to support the work of Focus on the Family. Join the support team today, make a donation, and request your copy of Married Sex by Gary Thomas and Deborah Faleta. The link is in the show notes. Next time, you'll hear from Jeff and Sarah Walton sharing marriage lessons from the book of Job. And uh, for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family
4: Marriage Podcast.